I'm not going to have an application or a prayer at the end today. This episode is all about the glory of Christ. And so I just urge you to make the whole episode a prayer. From now until the end, turn your attention heavenward. Open your heart wide to the Lord and just exult in His glory. Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. What do you suppose it would be like to hang around the smartest person in the world? You know, if you could find that person, or, 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 or maybe the nicest person. You know, some people are kinder than others. Somebody's got to be the kindest. What would it be like to spend a day with him or her? What about the most beautiful person? Or the most generous person, the richest person, the strongest person, the most powerful person? What about the most morally upright person? Whoever that is in the world that, that has the least amount of evil in his heart, all the people that are alive. What about the most enjoyable person? Who do you suppose all those people are? Well, I can tell you, they're all the same person. God. And I can say that for sure because that is the definition of God. If you agree with this statement, if there's a supreme being, then he would have to be supreme. Would you agree with that? Is that a safe statement to make? If there's a supreme being out there, he'd have to be supreme, which means he would have to be the ultimate in every category. So if there's a God, he would have to be smarter than the smartest person, nicer than the nicest person, kinder, more loving, wealthier, more generous, purer, holier, more beautiful, more spectacular, more interesting, more enjoyable than any other person in existence. That's what supreme means. So if you think of everything that exists as, as being like a giant mountain so that at the bottom is all the bad stuff, like everything that's ugly or evil or worthless is down at the bottom, and then things, the better things in life are a little ways up, and then the really, really good things are near the top, something has to be the peak, right? And there's a word in that for the English language, and it is God, the supreme being. He's not just supreme in power, he's supreme in every category, The notion of someone or something being better than God in any category is absolute nonsense because it would mean God isn't actually God. That's why if I love anything or anyone more than I love God, something is seriously wrong with me. God is supreme in every way and he should be acknowledged as such and to fail to do so is moral evil. We've been studying through the book of Philippians. And we are just now arriving at the most famous passage in the whole book, chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. The purpose of the resurrection was for God the Father to exalt His Son. That's why He did it. That's why He raised Him. And that's what Philippians 2, uh, 9 to 11 is about. Verse 9, therefore God exalted Him to the highest place. He did that through the resurrection and also through the ascension, which the Bible thinks of those two things as basically being one thing. Even though there's 40 days in between, they're mentioned together. I'll give you just a few examples. Acts 2.32, it says, God raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of the fact that uh, he exalted him to the right hand of God. 
Okay, so raised and exalted to the right hand. Acts 5.30, the God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior. Or Ephesians 1.20, he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every title that can be given. So the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is unique. It's not like any other resurrection. It's not like Lazarus. The purpose of the resurrection of Lazarus was not to say anything about Lazarus. It was to say something about Jesus who raised him. But but Jesus is different. Jesus was raised by God the Father as an emphatic statement that he was the very Son of God. The Father was making a statement by raising Jesus. Jesus claimed to be the Son of God, right? But lots of people make all kinds of outrageous claims. How do you know that Jesus was telling the truth? Well, we know it by the... by. Romans 1, 4, it would, through the spirit of holiness, Jesus was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead. So that's God shouting, this is my son. He was powerfully, emphatically, forcefully, unequivocally, definitively declared to be God's glorious son through the resurrection. That's what it was about. And by doing it the way he did it, by raising Jesus the way the Father raised him with so many eyewitnesses and all the historical verification and all that, God made it absolutely unarguable who Jesus is. Acts 17.31, For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man that he has appointed, and he has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. God exalted his Son by unveiling... His absolute supremacy. When God exalted Christ to the highest place, He did it through the resurrection. God was just making it clear to everybody. This is the supreme being. This, Jesus Christ is the supreme being. He is the highest and greatest in every category. He is the wisest, most powerful, most beautiful, most generous, most important, most loving, most holy, purest, most, most valuable, satisfying being that there is. He's supreme in every way. He's supreme in appearance. You know, if you, uh, during his humiliation, you couldn't tell by looking at Jesus that he was anything special. He just looked like a slave. Um, if you look at him now, there's absolutely no question that he, you can tell just by looking, this is the supreme being of the universe right here. Colossians 1.15, he is the image of the invisible God. Hebrews 1.3, he is, the sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being. He's supreme in appearance and he's supreme in importance. Nothing matters more than Jesus' glory. In fact, nothing matters at all other than Jesus' glory. Uh, Revelation 5.13 Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. He is supremely important. He's supreme in importance. He's supreme in authority. Nothing matters in life other than his will. He, what, what he desires is more important than anything else so so that he is worthy of absolute obedience Matthew 28:18 Jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you He's supreme in authority He's supreme in value 
Matthew 13, 44, he's described as, as being like a treasure that you find it in a field and it's so valuable that when you find it, you would gladly trade everything in this world for that treasure. Supreme in value, he's supreme in rank. We see that right here in verse 9, Philippians 2, 9. For God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name. Supreme in rank. That's the whole point of the book of Hebrews is how Jesus excels above everything else. He's superior to everything and everyone else. He's superior to, to, to the angels, to Moses, to Abraham, to the whole Old Testament sacrificial system, to the Old Covenant, everything. He's better. He's superior to every spiritual being in the heavenly realms because he's their creator. Colossians 1.16, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. Everything exists for his benefit, which means he's not only supreme in rank, he's supreme in worthiness. Everything exists for his sake. Everything was created for him. The whole sweep of human history is happening the way it's happening for his sake. It's for his benefit. You ask, why is this happening? Why is that happening? It's all for Christ's sake. And because of what Jesus did in purchasing our redemption, he is supremely worthy. He's the only one who's worthy to take, in the book of Revelation, to take the scrolls, and open it up, which means to bring about the culmination of all of human history. Revelation 5, 4. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to take the scroll and look inside. But then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He's able to open the scroll and take its seals. And he came and he took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he took it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb and they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals. You can bring about the culmination of all of the human history. Supreme in worthiness and supreme in wisdom. Twice in First Corinthians 1, Jesus is called the wisdom of God. He knows everything. He knows everything. He knows what you're thinking right now. He knows every thought you've ever had. He knows every thought every person has ever had or ever will have. He knows every fact there is. He knows every single thing that's ever happened, everything that is happening, everything that will ever happen. He knows everything that hasn't happened. He, he knows everything that, that, that won't happen and everything that would have happened if something else happened that didn't happen. He knows every possibility. He knows every impossibility. He knows every outcome and every implication of everything. He knows what's best in every situation. He knows that he's supreme in knowledge and wisdom. He's supreme in majesty. For 2 Thessalonians 1.9, Unbelievers will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of His power. The worst thing that could ever happen to anybody is to be shut out from His majesty he, because He's supreme in majesty. Daniel 7.14 describes that majesty. He was given authority and glory and sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. He's supreme in love. Romans 8.39, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
In fact, in order to even understand his love, you have to have massive spiritual power just to grasp it. Ephesians 3.17, I pray that you may have power, you're a man, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. He's supreme in love. He's supreme in power. Just look at Philippians 3.20. If you just flip over to chapter 3, you'll see that. The Lord Jesus... In verse 20, verse 21, Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies. He has the power to bring everything under his control. He, has, he, 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 can, he can control absolutely every single thing. Colossians 1.17, He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything He might have the supremacy. He's the supreme being. And the purpose of the resurrection and the ascension was for God the Father to just make that clear to everyone. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians, 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.